Okay, let's uh, listen to what Ian has to say from John 17. Thanks, Ian. No worries. All right. So, yeah, I'm Ian. If you don't know me, I've recently joined the church about four or so months ago. Um, but for the past couple of months, we've been going through the last 24 hours of Jesus in the upper room. And the last thing Jesus did before going into the Kindrom Valley there was to actually pray. And this is found here in John 17. But as I started to prepare this sermon, I noticed some similarities in Jesus' prayer. Similarities to the Lord's prayer that he prayed. And you can see it right at the start in the prayer. He starts by glorifying God and glorifying what they've done together in that first little bit in John 17. But Jesus was not just praying to glorify God or for himself. He was actually praying for everyone of everyone who believes in Jesus, not just now, but in the future as well. It says here in John 17 verse 20, I am praying not only for those disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. All who will ever believe. Now this includes you. This includes me. This includes the kids that just went out to Kids Zone. It includes their grandkids and their grandkids' grandkids who will ever believe in Jesus. Now, what is Jesus actually saying to us in this prayer? The first thing I see Jesus saying to us in this prayer is that we are one with God. Oh, he is one with God, sorry. He's saying that in verse 5 that they've been one since the beginning of time, even before the world began. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. So Jesus and God were together right even before everything was created. Just see how amazing that is. Just thinking that someone who's actually talking to us and praying about us has been there with God since the beginning. And this unity between God and Jesus didn't stop when he came into the world. In verse 4 it says, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Jesus continues to bring glory to God, even though they're separated by space. So they're still one on here on earth as Jesus was doing his work and ministry through all his with his disciples. Jesus continued 
to use God's love language here on earth, which, as Emma was saying in a previous series, that was to obey God. So Jesus just continued to do that and show that obedience to God is his love language there. In verse 13, it says, Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you, Holy Father. You have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name, so that they will be united just as we are. So here, even though Jesus is leaving us, he's going up to God. But he's still being unified with God here. But just because Jesus leaves us here doesn't mean he's actually left us. He's, as Brett was saying earlier in another series, that he's left us his Holy Spirit to be with us. So the first thing God says, well, Jesus says in this prayer is that he's one with God. If I continue, the second thing is that Christ is one with us through the Holy Spirit. The verses, for, Jesus, for God has given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one he has given. Verse 6 says, I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. And verse 9 is, My prayer is not for the world, but for those of you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me. So they bring me glory. Now Jesus is saying that God has given us to him and Jesus has given us eternal life here as well. If you see again in verse 2 where it says he's given us eternal life. We are to keep God's word and bring glory to God and Jesus. This again, his love language, actually will help us be in unity with Jesus. And as we go on, verse 24 here says, Father, I want these whom you have given to me to be with me where I am. So Jesus doesn't just want to be with the Father. He wants us to be with him. He wants us to be in the presence of Jesus wherever Jesus is going. Wherever Jesus is moving throughout Penrith, he wants us to be there. Wherever Jesus is moving throughout the world, he wants us to be there. He wants us to be with him. And it's also so that we can be with him in heaven. He wants us to be with him there in heaven on 
on the day of Pentecost with him. Glorifying God together and being in full unity with God and Jesus. In verse 26, Jesus says, God's love for Jesus will be in us. I have revealed to you then, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Jesus will be one with us. Jesus' love is in us, so then Jesus will be one with us. The last thing here I noticed was that not just we're in unity with Jesus, but Jesus is calling us to be in unity with each other, be one with each other. He wants us to do this so that we're reflecting his relationship with him. And in verse 13, Now I'm departing from the world. They are staying in this world. But I am coming to you, Holy Father. You have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of the name so that they will be united just as we are. So just as Christ is united with God, we're supposed to be reflecting that unitedness here in the church and here in Penrith with other churches so that that unitedness can show the love of God to everyone else. We are not just... We're protected by Jesus' name in here. It says that. But so that we can show this unitedness to everyone. Verse 21, Jesus prays, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you and you are in me, Father, and I am in you. So again, they want us to be one, to reflect their unity. Verse 22, Jesus gives us glory so that we can go be one as he is, so that they may be one as we are. Yeah. don't know and in verse 23 it says I am in them and you are in me may they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me I think that's probably verse 26 <laughs> sorry yes it is verse 26 I've just put the wrong verse on that. But yes, in verse 26, it still says that we're to be one and we're to show the unity of Christ. Jesus wants us not just to be in unity, but to experience such perfect unity that the world will know that we love Jesus. So straight after a bit of my life, when I was in year 12, I felt that God wanted me to go and show this unity and love to the rest of the world. I went on a mission ship called the MV Doulos. 
it had about 300 people from 32 different nations on board. But the cool thing was that I could see this love and unity that God, God was telling us about in John 17. And I could see it being acted out on this ship, even though they're all from different denominations, different countries. We all had one thing in common, that we all loved Christ and that we wanted to share that with the world. And I can say that as someone who belongs to one of the churches of the Penrith era, we're called here in Jesus' prayer not just to be one in the church, but to be one of the many churches in Penrith area. Sharing Jesus' love and sharing that unity and showing God's love through that unity with the rest of Penrith. Let me pray. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I just thank you. Thank you that we could be together today and hear a bit more about who you are and what you what you want for us. Pray that you just yeah, bring unity in this church, Lord. I pray that you unify us all, no matter what country we come from, no matter what denomination we were originally from. We've chosen to come to Penrith Baptist to learn more about you, Lord, and to be more with you, Lord. And I pray that as we continue to reach out to the Penrith area, Lord, I pray that you help us to be unified with other churches in that as we continue to express your love there. Your holy name, Lord. Amen.